It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Every sports fan knows that it's not about how you start the season. It's about how you finish. At MyBookie, 2020 finishes strong with NFL, college football, and the return of NBA action. Get some skin in the game with MyBookie where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. Whether you're a first-time customer or been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that MyBookie offers every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also have a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie, and when you do, use my promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, T-O-C, to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in 200 bucks. They'll match you with another 100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's a new year, 2021. It's also winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. It's up.
This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. That's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit. OMSpirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Today's guest on Talk of Champions is Ben Mintz of BarstoolSports.com. The Outback Bowl coming up for Ole Miss on Saturday and New Year's. How you celebrating New Year's, Brad? I am going to be in Chicago, Illinois. I have to do the dread it. So whenever we were, um, whenever the season ended, I put all my stuff in storage thinking, Hey, I'm going to be back. Likely I'll be back playing. Um, boom. We have a pandemic. I'm, I'm not signed for whatever reason. And I have all this stuff in storage. I've been putting it off for a whole year. And if I keep putting it off, I'm going to end up paying for the, the furniture twice. So I'm, I'm actually taking a U-Haul up there and going to get my freaking stuff out of storage finally after after one whole year of putting it off. All you had to do was ask, man. I would have helped you. Uh, you don't want to help on this. This is a I'm making them load it in there, bringing it home, giving it all away, calling it a day. What all do you have, and what all are you giving away? Um, there's there's like a bed set in there, some living room stuff, um, maybe a TV. I don't even I don't even remember. Um, to be honest with you, it was just furniture that we kind of had in storage and moved all around, so we didn't have to move our stuff from home. So can I get first dibs? <laughs> we'll see. We'll, uh, but we got you got Fine. one day to get it. One day to get it because I'm turning back in that U-Haul. So so no partying for Bradley Sal on New Year's Eve. No. Well, we're we're actually going. Yeah, we'll we'll go up there and um, you know we'll go try to see what we can do in this crazy environment. But we'll we'll likely just you know go to some, one of our favorite restaurants or something. I'm totally wearing a mask for all you COVID people freaking out. Um, yeah, and then we'll just um, you know we'll kind of say to ourselves, but it'll be nice to go back up there and then get get away for like a little a little getaway. Look, I'm very much a pro safety. Do everything you can. Do your part with COVID. But one thing that doesn't make sense to me is when you go out to eat in a restaurant, you wear your mask as you order food, go to your table. But it's like once you get to the table, you're on base, you're safe. So then you can remove it like COVID doesn't surround you or come into your table. It's a very strange thing and strange way to approach this. Oh, yeah, you can eat inside, but make sure to wear your mask until you're seated. I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's definitely that's um interesting, interesting to say at least. I mean, you, you, what if the waiter like rubs her arm on you and she just hit the door that has? I mean, it's all kinds of stuff that can happen. But I think it's it's more of the act of trying than it is the actual the actual um, safety action. You know, I mean, I think it's 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 just to make some bit of an attempt. You have to to um to try to stay as safe as possible because there are a lot of people at risk and this virus can get anybody. So um yeah, I mean, you got to at least make an attempt. What are you going to do or where you're going to be to watch the Ole Miss game um, on January 2nd, the Outback Bowl? So I will be I'll be in Chicago and probably our hotel will probably um, you know, order some food, some some good Pequod's pizza. If you know Chicago, you know Pequod's and, and Luminati's are the two best. We're going to go with Pequod's, probably order, order some Pequod's pizza and um, watch, the, watch the game from the hotel. My twin brother, actually, who used to live in Chicago – got Luminati sent to him two deep dish pizzas here in Mississippi. And he asked me if I wanted one. I said, no, you know why? Because deep dish pizza is not pizza. It's cake. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a deep dish fan either, but there are a few places in Chicago that do it right. And it is, um, yeah, it's, it's next level. It's it. There, there's some up there that have the homemade sauce just caked all. I mean, it's, it's, there's some good stuff up there, but yeah, it, the sauce is effectively the frosting to this pizza cake. That's what it is. 
I don't know. New York style is kind of you can fold it. It's got the flop. Um, That's pizza. You know. Yeah, but then that, what about the little square thin crust? I mean, there's a bunch of different variations of pizza. So, but deep dish is not one of them. It's made backwards. The layers of it, it is pretty good. I just can't call it pizza. Okay, so on Saturday, Ole Miss plays Indiana in the Outback Bowl. We really touched on it on Tuesday, but didn't talk too much in depth about it. Now, as we record, it's Thursday as you're listening to this. What are your feelings about the matchup? Jerry Ely, I think, is going to play. Braylon Sanders, he's really doubtful. The entire offensive line is available. Royce Newman's playing. Ben, Bra- the whole offensive line, it's playing. Where are you right now as Ole Miss prepares for Indiana on Saturday? Man, I hope Lane is just um, trying to make people worried. But some of the stuff you see, you know, shorthanded rebels here. You see guy hit guys, whatever. Um, having to recruit guys to play. A lot of headlines he's putting out there is um, suggesting that that he's worried. But, I mean, this could be Lane Kiffin doing what he does, um, you know, trying to, you know, under-promise and over-deliver. So um, the feeling going in is, um, you know, all hands on deck. I'm a little bit worried, you know. I'm hoping that it's, um, you know, we're ready to go and taking this game serious because uh, we're playing a very good opponent. Um, they're going to be very hungry. They're an up-and-coming program trying to prove themselves. They're a little bit pissed that they didn't get a better bowl game. So, um, yeah, that we better show up and, and buckle it up because they're, they're coming for our head. Somebody texted me, maybe it was on Wednesday, might have been on Tuesday, that John Rice Plumley is going to work in the slot. I am done, done, done trying to predict that John Rice Plumley is all of a sudden going to have his moment to shine. You predicted that on Tuesday, said John Rice, you know, activating John Rice Plumley. Ben Mitz coming up in just a little bit from Barstool Sports. He called this a potential John Rice Plumley game. I'm not buying it. I'm not going to buy that. What I think happens is Henry Parrish, it becomes his game. Jerion Ely, those two guys will be the catalyst for the offense. I don't know who Matt Corral is going to complete passes to if Braylon Sanders isn't there outside of Dontario Drummond. Dontario Drummond has six touchdowns. Of the pass catchers available to Ole Miss on Saturday, that ranks first on the team. Elijah Moore, Kenny Eboa, they've opted out. So Dontario Drummond is a threat. But once you start looking behind Dontario Drummond, it's really thin. I think Lane Kiffin said they have six scholarship wide receivers. So Jonathan Mingo, it's your time, man. This has to be the Jonathan Mingo game. This has to be. Yes, he was good against Kentucky, but that was one game. That's where the bulk of his stats for the year, that's where he got them, Kentucky. This needs to be a Jonathan Mingo game. Yeah, absolutely. We need some people to step up. I'd like to see him try... You know, I think 82 Thomas, the kid who had the accident, I'd like to see him more at tight end this game. Um, he, the, the one time he was in there, the, the last game, he looked really, I mean, he looked like he had some pretty decent speed. So um, I want to see something at tight end this week too. Let's try something. If you have to put a you know, bigger wide receiver, whatever. Um, yeah, I'd love to see see something out of that position. Um, I know Kelly is, Kelly will get in there. He looks more like a blocker though. Um but I'd like to see see somebody on this roster that could do something at tight end if, if he's if he's on there. So um, that that would be nice. And another thing, if John Rice were to play, how cool would it be if he just came out five six catches, hundred and ten yards out of the slot? That no would be, way. So that, no way. That'd be dream- Ole Miss, baby. That would be dreamy for Ole Miss. Golly, can you imagine the fawning on the message board? Are you kidding oh. me? If he if he caught a hundred. <laughs> I don't. I don't Rice want to entertain this. No, 
I don't, I don't, I, I know, but but I like the kid so much, man, and I just want him to be a good Ole Miss football player. I think he fits in this program. He's he's literally Mr. Ole Miss, and just God, I want him here. I want him to do well. Um, I just don't think it's at quarterback, unfortunately, but I'd love to see his his speed out there somewhere. Just um, you know, getting it on, man. I think I, I really like the kid. I really do. I had somebody, a friend of mine, text me this week saying he's not going to transfer. I don't know if I buy that. There's too much, too many rumblings out there that John Rice Plumley is going to transfer and that the decision or destination has already been decided. But I'll tell you, this person who I talked to, he's plugged in. Yeah. But if you're, if you're John but Rice dude, Plumley, think- that means you're not a quarterback anymore. So maybe this is the opportunity <laughs> to get that going. But God, but, but, man, here but, we are again with the John Rice Plumley you know, stuff. But, but everybody, everybody assumes like, hey – kid don't get to play he's in transfer what's wrong with the old school approach hey i'm gonna i'm gonna stick it out i'm gonna try to be a football player there i, I get to play baseball for the school as well he's one of the top baseball programs dude he has the life he's he's only a freaking this year don't even count so he really can stay for three more years after this year um why not stick it out and and, and say hey you know what i'm i'm gonna be get to play you know baseball for one of the best programs in the nation and i can also play football i'll figure out a different position have a hell of a time get a really good degree you know, I mean, why not? I mean, what, why does everybody's solution around what? So, so what he runs off to Southern Miss runs off. He's still not an NFL quarterback. You might as well stay in the sec, pick a different position and have fun and play football and baseball at, at a top school. I mean, there, there's no reason to run off. If he runs off, he's not an NFL quarterback still period. And maybe there is an NFL future somewhere else. Okay. I can buy that a little bit. I don't know if it's going to happen, no. but here we are again. I will say the previous staff, their secondary option for him had he not panned out at quarterback, and in that system he did, but they were going to move him to slot receiver, not defensive back, which is what Georgia was going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but they're going to have to get creative because to only have six scholarship wide receivers is a problem. Dontario Drummond, good as he is, can't do it by himself. And I've continued to pump up the idea of Jonathan Mingo, but the production has just not been there. He looks like a poor man's A.J. Brown. At some point, you got to put it on tape, and he didn't do it. Yep. Man, if, going back to John Rice, but listen, can you imagine if he stuck it out? And oh, my a hell God. Of a, what a are hell you of doing? He'd be the man. He'd be the man at Ole Miss. Like if he stuck it out, he would be a legend here. So come on, John Rice, stick it out. You got a hell of speed. Find a different position. Be an Ole Miss Rebel. Let's go. Nobody cares if you go to Southern Miss and try to play quarterback and run for fifteen hundred yards and throw for nine hundred. Let's go. Oh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day coming up. So that means resolutions. Why not? We can only do this once a year. Let's do some Ole Miss New Year's resolutions for two thousand and twenty-one. What would you say? would be the number one New Year's resolution for Ole Miss football in 2021? Um, we need to do an overhaul of the defense. I don't care what it, I, don't, I don't care if it's staff, whatever, mindset, whatever. We need to have a better defense going in to the next season. I don't care what it looks like, but you can't be DFL next year or even close to it. So let's let's figure out something on that side of the ball. For Ole Miss basketball in 2021, I think after Alabama, it's pretty obvious. It can't spiral. This can't be a disaster because then you're going to start asking some big picture questions going into next year, and that's not what this program needs. It needs stability, which is what Kermit Davis provided when he went to the NCAA tournament in his debut season in 2018. But Tuesday was ugly. It was really ugly. And I thought defensively, 
how good they were tied for first in the country in points allowed through six games would be enough along with the improved post-production with Romello White to win games. But that all fell apart against Alabama, a team that has built a roster constructed around catch-and-shoot threes in tempo with guards. Ole Miss is being let down by its guards right now. Devontae Shuler was supposed to be the man. This was his year. Brienne gone. TD gone. It's Devontae's team. And Devontae isn't stepping up into that role. What's intriguing to me is if you look at the guards right now on a whole, who are you most excited about? Matthew Morrell, because you can see the upside when he plays. So my question is, if he's your point guard, why are you trying to fit him around Devontae Shuler as a point guard just because he started there at point guard the previous two years? Instead, it should be the other way around. Fit Devontae around Matthew Morrell, because I think Matthew Morrell is where the hope resides for Ole Miss basketball. This outside shooting is abysmal, absolutely abysmal. And I asked Kermit Davis on Tuesday, did you see this coming? Were you surprised at how bad this team has been shooting from the perimeter? And he admitted that two months ago, it started to concern him so much so that he said something to his staff. We didn't know about that. So what I'm saying is, fix it. Don't let it spiral. Because a season like last season, a repeat, it cannot happen. Because then the cracks that have formed splinter out so much that those cracks become chasms that Ole Miss basketball just can ill afford to have, especially considering the prospects they're in on for next year, including one Brandon Huntley Hatfield, the number six player in the country. You have to win some games. Don't let it spiral. Ole Miss has won six of its last 20 SEC basketball games. That's not good. The schedule softens moving forward a little bit. Win your fair share. Dayton was not a good basketball team, but its guards are the reason why it won. They just drove at Ole Miss's guards. Ole Miss is being let down by its guards. So that's the New Year's resolution for Ole Miss basketball. We'll get right back to Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, and got Ben Mintz of BarstoolSports.com coming up here shortly on the Modern Women phone line. But wanted to take a moment real quick to tell you about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. It's a new year. 2020, that awful, awful year, is behind us, thank goodness. And that means new beginnings. Maybe even a new car. Well, if you're in the market, there's only one place to go. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. They're going to take care of you. Get you into your next vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford is Brian and Mason and the rest of the staff. They aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. And when you go, make sure to mention that Talk of Champions sent you. These guys are hardcore Ole Miss fans. They're going to want to talk some Rebel sports. But more importantly, they want to make the process as seamless as possible, that you get what you want at a good price. So contact them today at 662-234-8000. You can stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. That's where you got to go to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. I'll let you take this one first. The New Year's resolution for Ole Miss baseball. Oof. So... Hopefully we get to play and to play a, um, you know, a normal season. I, I would say um, pick right up where you left off. Um, you know, 
I mean, this this roster seems to be loaded. I think this year is a, is a total Omaha year um, for us. I mean, I, th- I think it's Omaha or bust for, for Ole Miss this season. I really do, especially with this pitching staff. So um, get your mind right. Continue to do what you're doing and keep the momentum rolling. Look, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, every single one of us swing big every year. Last year, for me, I said I was going to get down to a certain weight. I failed spectacularly. This year, I'm committed to it. On January 1, the diet, it's going hardcore. I'm going to ride my Peloton. I'm going to do at least three days of weightlifting. And I'm going to go as long as I can. As long as I possibly can. It's going to be a day-in, day-out thing. I'm going to text Brad and say, Brad, I'm miserable. (laughs) And Brad's going to say, Ben, suck it up. Do what you got to do. Because I want to lose 30 pounds. We all set these lofty goals for ourselves. Most all of us, most of the time, fail spectacularly. But with Ole Miss baseball, why can't we just swing big like we all do and say, win the whole damn thing? Last year, they said they had a team capable. They fully believed they were going to win a national championship. So why not? Why not? Why not let that be the resolution? Yes, they lost Anthony Servideo. Yes, they lost Tyler Keenan. Easily one of the best hitters in Ole Miss baseball history. But the entire weekend rotation is back. They've got so much depth, not only in the rotation, but the bullpen. And that lineup is still really strong despite losing its leadoff hitter and its three-hole hitter. Peyton Chatney, I think, can seamlessly slide in as the leadoff hitter in place of Anthony Servideo. It was only 17 games. We don't know if Anthony Servideo, I think he would have, but we don't know if he'd have been able to keep that pace. Who's to say that Peyton Chatney had wouldn't have proven to be the most consistent hitter for Ole Miss last year? Kel Baker, after his big weekend against Louisville, didn't really hit very well. Maybe he turns it around. Tim Elko, he's found something. He continued to do it in the summer. Tim Elko is back. He could slide into the number three hole hitter in place of Tyler Keenan. Maybe number two, just to get some pop in number two hitter like I like to get in my lineups. But I'm not drawing out the lineup card. Neither is good friend of the pod, Mike Clement, Ole Miss hitting coach, Mike Bianco, he fills it out. So why not? Let's swing big and say win the whole thing. I just want to. I want to envision you on that Peloton. Do you, are you a headband guy? You know. Oh, like, absolutely I, not. I, I it's can gross. see you with the red, white, blue headband. What I do first of all, I have a lot of pictures in my office. Okay, and so I've surrounded myself with reflections of myself on the Peloton. There is no greater motivating thing than seeing your fat ass sitting on a bike, sweating profusely. Because then you want to go a little bit more like, look what you've done to yourself. You can go a little further. (laughs) You're going to go a little further, you just fat slob. This year is going to be different. But you've got to be supportive, man. You can't be running me down. I've already got enough friends that make fun of me. You no, I'm, says, I'm, ben, I'm with you. Let's go. I'm going to lose 30 pounds too. That I always the best quote ever is my my diet starts tomorrow. That's always my excuse. That's right. Uh, yes, that was my problem this tomorrow. year. Last meal, diet starts mm-hmm. tomorrow. That was my problem this year. I would start it. I would get down five to ten pounds, and say, okay. I'm just going to take a break for my birthday in August. Okay, I'm just going to take a break for Halloween. Okay, I'm just going to take a break for Thanksgiving. There's always going to be a reason to just take a break. Don't stop. Because really, what are you getting out of the food that you're eating or you think you're indulging in so much? I have a very addictive personality. Okay? I used to be a smoker. I used to be a dipper. I used to be a drinker. So I guess food replaced all of those things for me. 
you got to stop. You got to remember, you're not getting anything out of it. Think of it as fuel. That's what I'm trying to rewire my brain to think. You have done this before. Your senior year of high school, when you committed to Ole Miss. I've done this twice. Okay, so for me, there are a bunch of Ole Miss fans listening. Many of them are going to have the exact same New Year's resolution as me to lose weight. Maybe it's not 30 pounds. Maybe it's only 10 or 15. So you have done it twice. What do you do? How do you do it? Okay, so the two times I did it, I had um, – so I was requested by Ole Miss that I show up 30 pounds lighter or, you know, whatever. So I showed up like 60 pounds lighter. Um, and then the second time it was for, for my job. So both times I had extreme motivation. But if you really want to do it, you have to not eat at night. And that's the hardest thing ever. If you can eat your meal at 5.30 or 6 and literally not eat and just drink water – Get some exercise in there. Stay away from sweets, fried food, and just only drink water. You pretty, you pretty much, you're, you're going to improve by at least fifty to sixty percent if you if you do that. But I just always didn't eat at night, and I, I tried to really watch what I ate and um, you know walk walk thirty minutes a day. It's hard to do, but if you can get through that first two weeks, you have it. You you got it down. It's those first two weeks when you get the headache, you get kind of sick feeling. Um, the first two weeks you have to just put your mind to it cause it is, um, that's the toughest part. And I feel really bad cause I just say to, um, Dairy Queen Blizzard as I'm talking about this. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel, I feel like a hypocrite right now, but I'm, I'm starting my diet the first. So I am too. I've um, got January one circled and I said, I'm going to go and not stop. I'm going to go as far as I can as humanly possible. Maybe that's the entire year. Maybe that's only two months. I don't know, but I, that, I'm just, I'm going to go as long as I can. Why did you bring up a Dairy Queen Blizzard? The best dessert, one of, is a Dairy Queen Blizzard, Oreo Blizzard, with extra Oreos. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. It's not that complicated. It's really not. We all know not to eat fried food. We all know to avoid sweets. We all know to not snack. We all know your body needs water. Don't drink a bunch of sugary tea. Don't drink soft drinks. We know all of these things, and get a little exercise. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. If no. you want to completely reshape your body, well, that's different. But if you're just trying to lose weight and be healthier, just get moving in some way. We all know these things. The problem, and you nailed it, it's motivating yourself. Not allowing yourself on a bad day to say, I'm just too tired. I'm too tired. I don't want to do this today. To not wake up and think, I got to work out. Oh, my God. I just want to eat a good meal. See, that's where you fall into it. That's where the day-to-day becomes difficult. You have to figure out what motivates you. And what motivates me is what I brought up earlier. Seeing my reflection in the mirror, and I don't like it, damn it. And it's time to change. It's just time to change. And my oldest daughter is going to be nine this year. My youngest is going to go to kindergarten. I want to be around a little bit longer. Heart disease runs in my family. So that's my motivation. My dad just had pancreatic cancer um, surgery, massive Whipple surgery. And they discovered it early, and that's great. And they removed it. He's having radiation treatment. He's lost 60 pounds. I'm built just like my dad. But looking at my dad, I'm thinking, life is very, very delicate. My dad went into the doctor's office because he had back spasms. That's why when it had nothing to do with the pancreatic cancer, that he was having his back spasms. But he had back spasms, and they discovered it. And thank Christ they discovered it because he had a tennis ball-sized tumor on his pancreas. Had they not discovered it now, it was a death sentence. It's easy 
to get down on yourself when you try to say, I've got to lose 30 pounds and it doesn't fall off in a day and a half. That's not how it works. So you get discouraged really quickly. At least this is my experience really quickly and say, well, screw it. What am I trying to prove anyway? I'm married. I got kids. I'm not going out there to the bars or trying to talk to girls. What am I doing this for? You're doing it for yourself, but you do need people to encourage you. So Brad is going to be one of those people for me. So is Ben Mintz. Yep. And y'all are going to make sure that I keep going because there are going to be days where cynical old Ben gets really upset and really annoyed. He's like, screw the world. And Brad's going to have to say, get to work. No doubt. And another thing that helps too, a lot of people, they never look at their weight on the scale. And I know that they say, don't do this, but I would encourage, I say, I say, do it. So you see, you know where you're at. You yes, know when you're I agree. Up. Yes. Dude, if you just weigh in the, at the beginning of your diet, you get down. And once you get down to your weight, you can eat bad one day and then check your weight. If it's up, then diet for two days. If you, I mean, you can go on and off. You can just kind of maintain at that point. But a lot of people, they just don't weigh for months. And it's hard to tell. You feel like, oh, I'm probably okay. Then you go weigh and you're 15 pounds heavier and you don't even notice it. So that's how it gets out of control. I, I get up every single morning and I weigh. And if I feel like if I've gained a couple pounds, I eat healthy for a couple of days and I, I just kind of maintain that way. I don't I don't really ever have to go on a hard diet because I keep myself accountable by getting up weighing every single morning at the exact same time to see where I'm at. When I made this decision, I was already leaning this way, but what really pushed me over the edge is something that Bradley said to me. And I don't know if you even remember this, about a month and a half ago. We were sitting down to record a podcast. And I told you what my plan was going to be. And you said, Ben, listen. If you just commit yourself hardcore to four months, it's only four months in your life that you have to do it. And then you're done. And then you maintain it. You maintain it. And I know how to maintain. I've done that before. So if you can accept that it's four months of kicking your ass, and four months is going to suck, but let it just be four months if that works for you. For me, I'm going to keep going because if I get off of it, I fall off the train completely. Again, addictive personality. I can't just sit there and eat a couple of Hershey's Kisses or a couple of Reese's. If there's eight Reese's, all eight Reese's are going to get eaten. So for me, I have to stay on the diet, stay on course. But that thing, what that, that little sentiment that you said, that you provided to me about four months, it doesn't seem like that, big, that long of a time. It's not a long period of time. Anybody can do that. Yes. Small goals. Each month say, Hey, I'm going to lose eight pounds. You got yeah, four months, lose eight pounds a month. You're right there at 32 pounds. Like eight pounds is not that hard, but you got to keep yourself accountable. You got to weigh in. You got to say, Hey, this month is my eight pounds. I'm only focusing on losing this eight pounds. You lose anything more cool. If you lose anything less and you got to make it up the next month, but eight pounds a month, four months, you'll reach your goal. Easy. You can do eight pounds. If you eat really good and, and walk literally 30 minutes a day, you're, you can e easily lose eight pounds. Golly, what does this podcast turn into? We're self-help on this podcast. This is about Weight Watchers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've done Weight Watchers. My dad did Weight Watchers, lost 50 pounds on it, and I tried it. It wasn't for me. So find out what works for you and just, just stick it out. For Ole Miss, baseball, win the whole thing. Basketball, don't let it fall apart. And football, I like your take. Just fix the defense because offensively, you're fine. With this offense and a decent def defense, next year you could win eight games. Really? if they're playing a normal schedule, which I assume they will be playing next year. We don't know that, but okay. Saturday, before we jump to Ben Mintz, give me the prediction for the Outback Bowl. Um, I, I haven't watched Indiana a ton, but just, just reading off of, you know, their stuff and what they got. 
I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tight one. I got us, um, I got us losing by a touchdown. <laughs> I, I hate hey, to be that that's guy. the under. I think the uh, line's eight and a half. Yeah, I, th- I think this is going to be a lot like that LSU game, um, a lot like the Auburn game. I think it's going to be a very tight game. I just, I'm just nervous just but the stuff I'm reading and hearing, um, you know, that, that I'm, I'm hoping the focus was there. I, I got us, I got us, uh, Indiana's a good football team, man. They are, they, they would have been a, probably a 10 win team in a normal year. Um, 10, 11, one team. This, I don't know if we even had this, this game with them, but, um, you know, surprise me though. If we, if we kick their tire, I'll act like I never predicted this. So I think, I, I think they're going to, they're going to be a little bit hungrier than us. I got Indiana 46 to 34. Yeah, I can, I can totally see that. Now, if we had more Yaboa, we had full strength, and we had a, a program you would think would be very hungry to get to a bowl game, but it sounds like, you know, we could give a shit less about this game. Um, I would say a full strength Ole Miss, you know, no injuries, nothing. I, I think I think we get these guys, but um, you know, here down the stretch, having some injuries and having opt outs and and people, you know, apparently not wanting to play worries me. And and Indiana's going to be all in. They're coming down to rip some heads off. I can tell you that right now. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Going to go now to the Modern Woman phone line to speak to Ben Mintz of BarstoolSports.com, the resident Ole Miss hype man for talk of champions, and I guess Ole Miss in general at this point. He's all positive all the time. Brad, thanks, man. I appreciate you. See you, Ben. Hotty toddy. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk of champions, and iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. All right, for the Ole Miss Spirit, OmSpirit.com and a fleet of 247 Sports. Going out to Ben Mintz before we do, let's hear from BNA Bank. And modern woodman. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC an equal housing lender. Are you tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, and he's looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits, such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas personally. You can find him on Facebook, or his number is 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool, we'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Going now to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to my buddy Ben Mintz. Covers Ole Miss and a lot of other things. Betting, gambling, barstoolsports.com. Hey, buddy. Man, how are you, Ben? Uh, glad to see uh, you're representing a great name well with the Ole Miss fan base. And uh, getting excited, I guess a little, you know, trying to get pretty excited for this Outback Bowl. Uh, still great for Ole Miss, even with the 4-5 and five record, to be back playing a game after New Year's Day. And uh, it, it, 
interesting matchup against Indiana. Tom Allen, obviously former linebackers coach, Roll Miss has some history there. And, you know, what he's done at Indiana this year is nothing short of remarkable uh, having that team buy in. And, you know, they had a fantastic season. And one thing you know about them, I think they're going to be ready to play for this one. I didn't know this until I started actually digging into the matchup. Indiana's only won three bowl games in its history. That's nuts. Wow. Well, you always knew it was a basketball school. Three <laughs> games ever. I remember, you know, I remember Ben Jarvis Green Ellis being there before he came to Ole Miss. Uh, you know, Antoine Randall I remember at quarterback was a lot of fun uh, to watch at Indiana. But as far as, you know, I can't really think of too, too many, too many uh, more Indiana football memories. Uh, to be honest in that, it's not a program that's had a ton of success, but what he's been able to build there and just the way, I mean, that team loves him, the way they bought in, they play hard. They're really well coached on defense. I, I'm impressed with their wide receivers. You know, they were able to, you know, they lost their quarterback, Michael Penix, a seasoning ending injury and still were able to go on the road and beat Wisconsin. I mean, it's like uh, considering they lost their starting quarterback and everything they've done m- more than impressed by the job he's done for Indiana. Ty Freifogel, Trey Freifogel's son star wide receiver, All-American, first team Big Ten. They have a defensive tackle um, that played at Bassfield, from Bassfield, Mississippi. There are a lot of Mississippi connections. Are you surprised that Tom Allen has been so successful? Did you see this coming? Man, I, 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 honestly, I can't sit here and say that I knew it would have but he did a good job. You know, he was at South Florida. He did a good job, though. You know, he went down there and did well uh, before he went to Indiana, and, you know, maybe that, maybe that showed something. But man, he uh he's just a high energy, high energy guy. Very, very intense. And you know, that's that kind of coaching style, the players either love it or they hate it. But at Indiana, they've all bought in. And the thing about this game that's so concerning is obviously Ole Miss is dealing with COVID and opt outs and all of this stuff. Indiana's fired up to play in the outback ball after New Year's Day, uh, in Tampa. And so I think, you know, they've got a big edge on that front. Well, they're pissed off. I could see that. I look. I watched that Ohio State Indiana game when Fryfogel I think had 220 yards. I mean, he was unbelievable against those Ohio State DBs. He almost single handedly got them back. They lost 41-35 in that game, in a game they were trailing 35 to seven at one point. Uh, I was very impressed by him. And no, you're right though. I kind of am surprised Indiana got left out of a New Year's Six Bowl too because they were such a good story. I guess maybe you know the COVID thing that fans aren't traveling this this year anyway, so maybe. Uh, that isn't as much of an impact, but you know you certainly got to think they're one of the biggest stories of college football. And hell, on the Ohio State front, I mean Indiana's Ohio State's biggest win, right? I mean you look at Ohio State; they beat Northwestern twenty-two ten. They the Indiana home win, maybe their signature win this year. Uh, I know that Indiana win over Penn State when they got that controversial two-point conversion a uh, week one in the Big Ten. Man, boy, that look what that swung in the season. You know Indiana so rarely beats Michigan; they they hammered them. I know that was a big deal in their program and. You know, it's really to the point that I feel like Tom Allen might start getting some uh, big-time major college football job looks uh, because of all the success they've had. I think you would have ended up at Auburn had the buyout not been so prohibitive, but it just doesn't feel like there's a ton of excitement for bowl season this year. I don't think it's necessarily the COVID stuff so much as the playoff fell exactly like everyone expected it to. And the more and more this happens, if it happens next year, the year after that, I don't know if we're not inching closer to expanding the playoff which will be a necessity if this malaise sets in. Uh, you know, just to be transparent, we're taping, man, I don't think it does anybody any favors to Derek King and, you know, and Sam Ellinger both get hurt last night for Miami and Texas because, man, when people get injured in these bowl games that aren't, you know, the super high-flying high BCS ones or playoff games, 
we're, these op, this opt-out situation is only going to get worse and worse going forward with people getting hurt. And, uh, you know, it just feels like the bowl game era, which has been such a thing in college football, hell, it goes back over 100 years, but it kind of just feels like the playoff has just made all these bowls have lost all the luster and appeal. Uh, maybe they had when we were kids. I mean, I remember New Year's Day, you know, I'm sure you remember this too. When we were our kids, New Year's Day was just like a sacred thing mm-hmm. uh, with all the college football bowl games. And now it's just if you're not in the playoffs, it's hard to get too excited. And that applies to the BCS bowls too. I mean, with Florida and Oklahoma playing tonight, and I'm not even, you know, for who's even playing for Florida? And, you know, it's just become a thing where if you're not in the playoff, these bowl games almost feel a little exhibition at this point. I was born and raised an Ole Miss fan. I have not hidden from that. Everybody knows that at this point. One of my greatest memories in sports, in my sports life, is the Motor City Bowl. So the idea that bowls have lost their luster is very much real, and that has come about by the playoff. The NCAA thought it was solving the problem. It made this problem even worse because right now, Ole Miss fans are upset about opt-outs, and I understand why, because you want all your players to be wanting to play for your team and um, having a sense of team over self and all that stuff. I get it. But Elijah Moore would be playing in this game. Kenny Oboa would be playing in this game if they were playing as a 12-seed Ole Miss against 4-seed Indiana in the Outback Bowl with a chance, even though they wouldn't get to the championship game, but a chance at least to be playing for a national championship. The end result being a national championship. So if you want to solve this, I said this on Tuesday, if you want to solve this problem, bowl reform is the only way to do it. Make the games mean something. Expand the playoff. Yeah, I think that's the only way, too. And then, obviously, the current system, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways you can go into this, but you know, something needs to be done about the current system. And you got to think the NCAA is all about money anyway. Why would they not expand to 8 or 16? Because that's just more games that bring in millions and millions of dollars of revenue uh, with TV exposure and advertising. And I, I think this thing has to head that way soon because otherwise these power brokers, you know, obviously we see Ohio State getting in despite only playing six games. You know, as long as they're only letting four in, there's always going to just be tons and tons of controversy. I know people are going to counter-argue that by saying, oh, well, if you allow eight in, then you're arguing about nine and ten. Or if you allow 16 in, you're arguing about 17 or 18. Well, I'd rather argue about the ninth and tenth best teams in the fifth <laughs> and sixth. You know, those teams are going to have lost two or three games and made a case to not play in the playoffs. Whereas when it's only four, you know, you can, like, look at the air Cincinnati hat. You know, I know they're in the American Athletic Conference, but holding SMU, Houston, and Memphis to like 33 points combined with how those three offenses usually play, you don't see that stuff often, and they just get overlooked completely. They get no shot at the table. They have a more impressive resume this year than Ohio State does. I'm not saying they're more talented. I'm not saying they're the better football team, but we got to get a, get to the point where everybody gets a chance if you have these undefeated years. And, you know, Texas A&M, too, I mean, hell yeah, they got a beast. They beat Florida. They lost one game going through the SEC. They end up 8-1. and one. I mean, they've got a lot better resume than Ohio State does. If I were an A&M fan, I'd be furious right now about this. And that's the problem. It ended up exactly where everybody thought it would end up. And the Big Ten changed its rules for Ohio State to play in the championship game. Otherwise, Indiana is representing the Big Ten in the Big Ten championship game. So... To end up where it did, exactly where everybody expected it to, that's why you've got this lack of excitement about bowl season. I think most fans, not just Ole Miss fans, most fans in college football want to see the playoff expanded. And I don't want to drag you down into the cynicism with me because you're resident Ole Miss hype man. You're super positive Ole Miss guy. But there is a real criticism right now that if you want to change the malaise that has set in in college football, expand the playoff. 
Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more on the uh, on the expanding the playoff situation. And uh, while we're on the Ole Miss Bowl thing, I love that you brought up the, the Motor City Bowl, the famous game against Marshall. Uh, one of my favorite Ole Miss Bowl memories is the 2002 Indy Bowl against Nebraska yes. in Shreveport. And I actually will share this on this podcast. A funny story. I almost got thrown out of the game. DeWan Gross for Nebraska ran that punt back before the half. And uh, I might or might not have thrown a plastic bottle down uh, very, very, very hard that, you know, maybe I should or should not have been drinking, you know. And uh, I literally almost got tossed out of the Indy Bowl when Gross ran that punt back. I got so heated. And luckily, uh, they let me stay, which they probably shouldn't have. But Ole Miss ended up winning, I believe, 27-24, something like that. But it was a really fun Indy Bowl. You know, and you look back at a memory, Ole Miss and Nebraska playing there, and then this year you don't even have an independent bowl because they couldn't even get teams to come. It just shows you, you know, how much has changed in 15 years in the bowl thing. You know, we grew up, they'd have, what, 10, 15 bowls total. Now there's 40-something. And, uh, you know, I understand why they want to have more marketing and TV money and all that, but – you know, the bowls, you know, there was a real luster to them when we were kids. And uh, the, the, I'd say uh, the music on it's gone, gone down a little bit. Don't think about it this way. When Ole Miss beat Oklahoma in the Independence Bowl, that was the last loss for Oklahoma until it won a national championship. It hadn't lost another game other than Ole Miss. It went undefeated and won a national championship. There was something even to the lesser bowl games. It was as if those games, like the Independence Bowl, would propel you forward in some way. You thought that, for example, when Ole Miss won 10 games and won the Cotton Bowl with Eli, 10-3, and three, that there was something bigger on the horizon. Obviously, that wasn't the case, but that's at least what you <laughs> thought was coming. Yeah, and just it, just the name and the prestige, too, of like, you know, there was always a thing to like the Sugar Bowl or the Cotton Bowl. Or, you know, there was like, the, there, was, there, there used to just be something to it that uh, I think has certainly gotten lost in the playoff era. But I will say this. Uh, still good to see Ole Miss in, in the bowl game with a little bit of prestige here in the Outback Bowl playing after New Year's Day. Obviously, you know, weird year with a four and five record getting in there, but still uh, a lot of positives to, to harp on here uh, for the Rebels. But the question with this one, Ben, and you're going to know more than I will, is uh, who, who's going to be on this field for Ole Miss with all the injury and COVID issues they're dealing with on the offensive side of the ball? That's a big question. I've heard Jerry Ely is going to play. Braylon Sanders, that's a definite concern for Ole Miss. And that's the one position wide receiver where Ole Miss has never had problems. Then suddenly that's the position where they do have problems. Elijah Moore opted out. Braylon Sanders not being available. It's the Jonathan Mingo game, man. Jonathan Mingo, it's time. It's time for him to step up. Well, I'll say this. It would make sense that, you know, all year and we watch the Saints. I watch the Saints on Sunday and see all the weird stuff Sean Payton's done with Taysom Hill. The, the creativity John Rice Plumley in the playbook that has not been used all year, I feel like this is the empty kitchen sink on anything you've got on Plumley, whether it's you know in the slot or quarterback or I don't know what, but whatever you got that you hadn't used all year, the gadgety, no time like the present. And uh, I think Plumley's going to be all over the field, and that's going to be certainly something, uh, something very interesting for Rebel fans to watch. Here's my problem with that. What evidence has there been over the course of the year that would lead you to believe that now is the game outside of them being short on numbers that John Rice Plumley, this is his time. I have no evidence to the contrary whatsoever, other than the fact that it's a body count. And so desperate times call for yanking plays out of the playbook. So uh, your, your logic there is while it's certainly true. Uh, I still looking forward to hopefully seeing Plumley make some plays because, you know, you're just in a spot where the body count is what it is. I mean, uh, you know, when you look at Ole Miss's team all year, Elijah Moore and Yaboa had incredible years. 
but there wasn't a ton of depth in the pass catching behind those guys. And Brown Sanders certainly stepped up and made some plays. Now he's out too. I mean, you know, you're still dealing with NCAA attrition all over this roster. And so uh, it kind of comes to a point where, you know, I mean, what are they going to be? Hopefully we have 50 guys out there playing in this thing. Something like that. I don't know the exact number, but it isn't great. No, it's not great. On the defensive side of the ball, at least we've got most guys going out there. But, man, this is going to be a tough matchup. I mean, Indiana has bought in so much. Like we said, they're going to be fired up to be there, uh, pissed off. This is, you know, I'm by no means uh, expecting the Rebels to roll in this game. I I hope they can just stay in it and make this game, and you know, get kind of have it be an either-or swing game in the fourth quarter and have a chance to win late. All right, resident Ole Miss hype man. Ole Miss wins this game if what happens? The run, I think you got to get the running game going with a plan. Well, Jerry and Ely plan certainly gave me, you know, you mentioning that has me happy. Uh, Cause I thought that, you know, with the way the opt out the injuries have been, I thought for sure he wouldn't play after he got banged up. So, you know, him and I got to gotta say Paris stepping up, played huge in the Louisiana rain and Baton Rouge. You know, you're going to have to run the ball and be balanced, especially with Corral uh, dealing with that limited chemistry in the passing game with all the new receivers. So, Ole Miss wins the game if they take care of the football and run it and be balanced. How about that? So, sound like a solid, generic Monday morning quarterback, that answer. That's the only way to do it. Louisiana and Mississippi are home for you. I haven't talked to you since it happened. Ole Miss lost in that wild game at LSU. What was the experience like for you? Well, it was it – was, it was, okay, I got to say, I want to give a huge shout-out to the couple of hundred Ole Miss fans that were in the end zone. Chad Kelly was supposedly down there. If you're one of those couple hundred that were down there going crazy in that second half, I salute you because it was raining. Whatever it looked like on TV, it was raining five times harder. And, I mean, I'm talking that thick Louisiana rain. It almost hurts you when it hits you. Luckily for me and my barstool life, I was sitting in a very dry suite up there with Penn Gaming. But I, we walked to our car after the game, which was a four-minute walk, and I was drenched from head to toe. And uh, our fans that showed up, I know there were probably 10,000 total in there in the game, but the 10,000 that were in that game in the second half, I heard a lot of noise from them on both sides. And uh, I got to say, the ones that were in there are diehard college football fans. That old Miss end zone I thought was special. I mean, they were going nuts. You could hear them all over TV. And uh, I'm proud to see that kind of excitement and energy in the Rebel fan base. That second half was certainly heartbreaking. Uh, you know, I just that the, the effort coming out of the half. I mean, to have four turnovers the first half and still even have a chance in the game. You don't see often. We're down 34-21. But, you know, what a run the Rebels had. You know, I guess it was 37-21 at one point LSU. And then Ole Miss scores 27 of the next 30 points to get up 48-40. to uh, You know, I know that they allegedly double-teamed Kayshawn Butte late in the game. But, damn, I mean, I'm no defensive coordinator. And I, I more than trust D.J. Durkin more than myself. But you got to make somebody else on the mm-hmm. LSU Tigers beat you. They didn't yeah. have anybody else do anything. You let a guy have 14 catches, 308 yards. I don't care if you have to triple team him on the last drive. You make someone else beat you at the end of the game. So that was that part was a little disheartening. I thought Ole Miss the thing that three and out possession when Ole Miss was up 48-46, got the ball back, four minutes left, and LSU I was real low on timeouts. You know, it was like negative run, negative run, and complete. That possession's what killed them. I mean, if they could have just you know, been a little, you know, gone down and gotten a couple of first downs that could have iced the game. But the second they went three and out there, uh, that was tough. And then, you know, I know Matt Corral had huge turnover problems seeing Louisiana rain quite like that. I mean, it was coming down, and he, he clearly had a lot of problems with that. And, you know, for Ole Miss to even have a chance with six turnovers is kind of surprising. But, you know, that one's going to sting for a minute. The last time Ole Miss beat LSU in 2015, I hadn't even started doing sports radio in Shreveport yet. And, 
you know, that's always a game I'm going to, you know, want to win more than, you know, almost any other. And, uh, man, I hope uh, at least they're coming to, coming to Oxford next year. But, man, I, I'm still – you can tell I'm a pretty positive, upbeat guy, but th- this one still got me salty a couple weeks later. Going to jump right back to Ben Mintz of BarstoolSports.com. In this edition of Talk of Champions, on the Modern Women phone line, after I tell you about Cheney's Pharmacy and PropSwap.com, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. A new year is here, and you want to put your best foot forward. The only way to do that is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, that you're keeping yourself safe, that your pharmacy is one you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down. It's not close. So give Cheney's a call. 662-234-7221. Or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy. Much more than just a pharmacy. The newest addition to the Talk of Champions family of advertisers is PropSwap.com. PropSwap.com is an online marketplace where you can buy and sell sports betting tickets. Whether it's a long shot future, a parlay with one game left, or even a straight bet at halftime, PropSwap lets you post your ticket for sale and lock in your money before the event is over. PropSwap is also a great place to purchase tickets from the comfort of your home at better odds than the sports books are offering. Go to PropSwap.com today, register for an account, and enter promo code Biloxi. That's Biloxi, B-I-L-O-X-I, for a deposit match up to $100. Ask Clay Travis, Cousin Sal, or Darren Rovell about the value of PropSwap and add it to your repertoire to make yourself a profitable sports better. PropSwap.com, that's PropSwap, P-R-O-P-S-W-A-P.com, promo code Biloxi. The only thing about a Lane Kiffin offense that I don't like is when he goes conservative because it just doesn't work. No, well, it's all based on tempo and timing. And so whenever he goes like, you know, slow pace and lets the defense get ready and all that stuff, uh, you know, the offense just, it's out of character for him, as you said. And I don't know, that three and out was really rough. I thought Butte did him a favor not falling down on the two yard line, leaving Ole Miss that minute 34. I mean, he could have fallen down on the two yard line, you know, like we've seen in the NFL you know, recently with the guys, you know, and they could have just kicked an extra point and won that game. And so actually Ole Miss was lucky to even have that chance. Um, Obviously you can't blame the true freshman for wanting to score a touchdown when he has over 300 yards receiving and sets the SEC record. But, uh, you know, I was, Ole Miss was lucky to have that minute 34 left and they went down there and had a decent drive. And unfortunately uh, got away still so much momentum though, with closing the signing day going well. And, you know, regardless of this bowl game, I mean, you still got to be happy as an Ole Miss fan. Cause when you look at the big picture, I mean, where were we one year ago? You know, I mean, we've still come a long way, even at four and five. So uh, the loss certainly hurts. It always hurts to lose to LSU, but I'm trying to look at the glasses half full perspective in uh, 2020 here for the Rebels. Well, coming into the year, the entire interest was focused on Lane Kiffin, what Ole Miss would look like in the debut year of Lane Kiffin, and considering that COVID was here, didn't get a spring, everything stacked against Lane Kiffin, regardless of what happens in the Outback Bowl. Sitting here today, after seeing a full regular season of Lane Kiffin leading Ole Miss, more optimistic, less optimistic, where are you? 
Well, I don't see how you couldn't be more optimistic because, you know, one thing I want to be entertained and the exciting brand of football and up and down tempo Ole Miss is playing. I mean, you never know what you're going to see on a Saturday afternoon watching the Rebels right now. There's something to be said for that. And, you know, you obviously could tell that Kiffin and hopefully, you know, Jeff Levy, super impressive in his first year for Ole Miss too. The offense is headed somewhere. And as long as those guys are around, I feel good about the offense. You know, got to need to get a couple of recruiting classes in here. Got to get depth on the defense. I mean, the NCAA attrition still all over it. And then, you know, you talk about an Ole Miss team that, what, they're trying to run 90, 95 plays a game. Until they get some depth on the defensive side to match the offensive tempo, I mean, these shootouts are going to be prevalent. People are going to get tired. But overall, hell yeah, I'm optimistic. And, you know, you got to love the the flipness. I thought the signing day stuff was great, the way Ole Miss closed. And there's just an excitement nationally about the Ole Miss brand that, that did not exist one year ago. And so I'd say way more positive than negative. And, you know, hopefully if uh, in a year or two we sign some more recruiting classes in depth, we'll be pulling those games out. You're obviously, as it sounds like, on team, do whatever you can to keep Jeff Lebby. I think I'm the president of that club, of that team, but you're with me here. Yeah, oh, he's unbelievable. I mean, look at the job he did at Central Florida. What, they averaged 50 a game for three years when he was the quarterback's coach in OC? And they brought that similar, you know, the Central Florida offense that has been so successful is very similar to what Ole Miss has been running. You know, it's uh, obviously Lebby's offense that came up there with him. And, man, I'm on whatever we got to do to keep him. Uh, he's certainly a guy, if I was, uh, you know, a G5 team, though, I mean, I'm throwing money at him. He's so impressive and, you know, comes out of a good coaching pedigree and successful programs. He's be a, he'd be a young, hot name I'd be looking for. But uh, I hope we, Ole Miss can do literally anything it takes uh, to keep him. I'm a huge fan. Luckily, though, for Ole Miss, you know, you look at, like, Coach O at LSU, and you saw what happened to them this year when they hired Scott Linehan to replace Joe Brady, and they hired Bo Pelini to replace Dave Aranda. O's not a specialist on either side of the ball. So when he bombs a coordinator hire, they're screwed. You got to have faith that even if Levy left, Lane Kiffin's still going to field a pretty good offense. And so at least Ole Miss has that going for him. But yeah, I want to keep Levy. Uh, whatever we got to do to pay him to keep this thing going, we, we got to do. Okay. What would you say if you were asked to step in, hype up Ole Miss fans, hype up the team? What would you say? Give me a little bit of a preview of what a Ben Mintz hype video or hype speech would sound like. Okay. Well, I. I Funny, funny you mentioned that because uh, you may, y'all may want to be on the lookout for one of those coming here in the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh-oh. Uh, but, I mean, I would just say, yeah, yeah. So, a little, little hint there, a little hint, maybe some stuff coming on the hype video trend. But, man, I would just say what an honor it is to get to play. I know the game's on January 2nd, but what an honor it is to be in a New Year's Day bowl game representing Ole Miss. This is not something we've been able to do, you know, very often. I mean, I guess the last big bowl game – was obviously the Sugar Bowl when Ole Miss just destroyed Oklahoma State. Laramie Tunzel got to catch that touchdown before the half. But, you know, Ole Miss hadn't been playing in a lot of outback bowls lately, and that's something that should be an honor and a big deal for the school uh, to get to represent Ole Miss in, in a bowl game that has some prestige. And, you know, I want to compliment Ben Brown, uh, who's been such a team player all year. You know, gets moved from guard to center, what, like three weeks, two weeks before the season, has never complained, never said a peep. And, you know, got to say I uh, loved what he said on Twitter about getting to prepare – and play with his brothers one last time, and you know, love that attitude. And uh, I think it's uh, it's not it's 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 a it's a privilege and an honor, not a right to get to play in a New Year's Day style bowl game for Ole Miss. And so, uh, you know, I hope the the fans and the, obviously the fans appreciate it, but I hope the players appreciate this opportunity they have to play against Indiana in a bowl game. Does it really matter though if they win? I mean, 
you wanted the hype video. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to see Ole Miss win, but you're not, you know, after the game, I, I certainly, I, I want Ole Miss to compete. Certainly have, hopefully have a chance in the fourth quarter, but you know, win or lose is going to affect nothing with how I view Ole Miss going forward in this Outback Bowl. You know, even, even if, they get rolled here with all the COVID and everything that's happened. I'm still going to be optimistic about 2021 and beyond Lane Kiffin, regardless of the final score of the Indiana game. It would be very nice to win this Outback Bowl, but, you know, this is going to have no bearing whatsoever on my thoughts of the future Rebel program result. Is Matt Corral a Heisman candidate next year? Hmm. Well, we got to see what life's like. Uh, you know, the, 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 the LSU game's a tough barometer because of the rain and the turnovers, but Man, it's, it's a lot to replace number eight, you know. I mean, with the year, you look at Elijah Moore and the chemistry they had uh, and everything he did to lead, you know, break A.J. Brown's reception record and, you know, basically get me to Barstool Sports. Uh, it's going to be hard to replace that. Uh, so it's hard to say he's a Heisman candidate losing his uh, first-team All-American receiver who led the SEC. Uh, you know, but, I mean, you look at Corral's season, I mean, he was great the whole year except for the Arkansas game with the six turnovers. He turned the ball over in the Auburn game and the LSU game. So, Obviously, it's going to come down to you know him taking better better care of the football, but the Heisman candidate's strong. Um, I'm not going to quite say he's a Heisman candidate without Elijah Moore because I, I Ole Miss still you know building the recruiting base, but their classes and the underclass. I, I, I'm not willing to say Heisman candidate does have a chance to be all SEC though. New Year's coming up. What is the number one New Year's resolution for Ole Miss football in 2021? To, to, to not keep catching COVID? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, the number one resolution for 2021 is to just keep building the the momentum. Well, actually, close the rest of the signing day. Well, I know he's already got all the early signing day guys, but I know Ole Miss has, what, four or five spots they're holding for transfers and for later signing day still. I know you're going to know a little more than I will about that. Uh, but closing that strong is super important. Because depth's still such an issue for Ole Miss because of the NCAA sanctions. I mean, the upperclassmen right now, there aren't a lot of them. And so uh, adding depth to this roster, whether it be in the transfer portal or through the later signing day, I think is uh, the number one most important point. Because, you know, Ben, you and I both know this. When you look at Ole Miss's team right now, when everybody was healthy, they got some top-flight talent. I mean, yeah. especially, you know, Elijah Moore and Yaboa and Jerry and Ely. I mean, these are dudes, but they don't have the second and third strings that you know a lot of these programs do in the sec and man college football games last four and a half hours now man you got to have a lot of depth your second string and third string guys are, are so important and it's gonna you know Ole Miss is gonna, it's gonna keep taking recruiting classes and i know lane's gonna hit the transfer portal but you know number one concern to me is just building more depth along uh, overall on the roster especially on the defensive side of football what's the new year's day resolution or new year's resolution for ben mintz the New Year's Day resolution for Ben Mintz is an easy one. Uh, I've had a good year on the uh, – I've had well, – obviously, I think that's an understatement. I've had the best year of my life somehow in 2020 while the world's burned. It's been pretty wild. <laughs> but uh, I, my number one resolution is to quit eating damn pizza and bagels in the Barstool office. Because <laughs> when you work for Dave Portnoy, who is the number one pizza review man in the entire world, John's on Bleecker Street and Joe's and all these famous brands, drop off never-ending free pizza in that office and i have got to learn to walk by and not pick up the damn piece of pizza and then also we get essa bagels which is a famous bagel place no more pizza and bagels in the office in 2021 uh is, is going to be my immediate number one one because i'm still doing good on the exercise but you know the diet stuff maybe not as good as it should have been the first month or two in new york 
I'm trying to look at as far as life goes, Ben, January and February are going to suck. I mean, I'm a positive guy, but it's about to be a bitter, cold winter in New York. I've never experienced anything like it. So I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to be grateful to go in the Barstool Sports Office and work there every day. I'm going to take my happy ass to the gym. I'm going to wear a mask every day in there, and I'm going to try to make literally zero diet mistakes for two months. So try to throw a no-hitter. And when the weather starts getting better in March, and, you know, the sun starts popping out, and people start having this vaccine, and life comes back, I'm going to be thrilled I paid the price in January or February and try to get 20 or 25 more off. See, I'm calling myself out publicly on it. but that's You and I are in the same boat. We can be our accountability partners here. Because I'm trying to lose 30. Yeah, hey, I want to get we down more, 30. We share more than a great name. You know? Yeah, yeah. I want to. Sh- I want to get down 30. I want to shed 30 pounds. So that's what I'm doing. I'm. I'm focusing. I'm starting hard January one, and I'm going to go as long as I can. I'm not just going to do the first two months. I'm going to go as far as I can without stopping. It's going to be really hard yeah. though, because my wife makes unbelievable chicken spaghetti, and I just can't resist. Like, man, you got to get the zucchini noodles out, man. You know, it's a crazy world now. They do yeah. wild things with all these vegetables and these pastas. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kind of saying, but I'm not going to stop it too much. But as far as throwing a no-hitter, uh, and I, I actually do, actually, for – this is kind of a fun content thing maybe. Come, dude, for a, for a for larger southern boy, I'm in a little better shape than what I look like. And so it's fun for me being at Barstool because I kind of look like the fat southern kid. But, you know, I, I'm known to rip off my – you know, I probably run about 10 miles a week and lift weights a couple days a week. Dang, so I'm doing, a little, I'm, Yeah, I'm doing, I do a little better on the exercise than people think. and. You know, I'm kind of wanting, you know, maybe there could be some content coming down the line with that possibly. It could be fun, you know, kind of prove it. You know, maybe there's a little more than uh, meets the eye sometimes and you don't judge a book by its cover. So I'm uh, I'm going to work on that. And, you know, it's, it's going to be so much fun for me, too. I want to mention this while I'm on this call. Uh, Penn Gaming owned in Barstool has such a presence with casinos in Mississippi and Louisiana, Maristar, Vicksburg, Hollywood, Tunica, Hollywood, Gulf Coast, uh, as well as Margaritaville, Bossier, and LaBerge, and Baton Rouge, Lake Charles. I'm looking forward to when we can travel more again and I can go to these sports books. I'm going to be doing a ton of stuff all over Mississippi and some in Louisiana, you know, coming back a lot. And, you know, I love Ole Miss baseball. I don't know really what's going on with that. I'm kind of here behind the scenes, you know, not really sure if we're going to have much of a tailgate scene and all that this year, obviously with what's going on, but I'm looking forward to coming back to the South a lot. It's just all about realizing January and February are going to suck. Just embrace it and become a stronger person because of it. Just don't get on a basketball court with Brandon Walker because apparently he's pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to dodge that. What I'm looking forward to, though, hey, I'm on the stool streams on Monday, January 4th for ping pong. And I'm actually an old uh, – I was a state champion tennis player in high school. Oh. And I'm a pretty good ping pong player. And I don't think any of these barstool guys have any idea. And so I'm looking forward to maybe being a little tougher on this uh, ping pong stool stream than – then they realize. So that's something to look out for on Okay. Okay. Back. Well, when you come back to Mississippi, you can come join me on my table and you'll get wrecked. All right. All right. We get a day, man. I think the fans would, uh, we could, we could stream a little Ben versus Ben, the two old Miss Ben's yeah. uh, in media ping pong match. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think we could have a little old Miss fan stream. I think the people might be up for watching that. You do anything special for New Year's Day? New Year's Eve? Man, so this to me, look, there's always a time. I'm a guy that likes to get out and live life. I think I've made that more than a parent. But uh, this doesn't feel like the New Year's to do it, man. I know a lot of people in the South dealing with uh, COVID and just, I'm going to lay really, really low on New Year's. I've been kind of kicking it in the Monroe, Louisiana, where I'm from, in Shreveport, uh, low-key in it. That's all I'm going to do on New Year's New Year's Eve. I'm going to head back to New Orleans early on New Year's Day, get down there so I can watch the playoff game. And then I'm going to fly back Saturday night after the Ole Miss game to New York. Uh, go ahead and watch football in the office on Sunday for the Saints' last regular season game and just get back at it. But 
I just, it just doesn't feel right in the name of 2020 uh, to be outraging on New Year's this year. So I'm going to just kind of keep it low-key, and hopefully in a year we'll all get to have New Year's parties that we're used to. And actually, specifically, I'll hopefully I'll be seeing fish at Madison Square Garden in 2021 20, New Year's living in New York since our office is right there. Yeah, are they dropping the ball in New York? They're not going to have anybody in Times Square, but are they dropping the ball and everything, right? I'm really not sure. Um, I left New York. I guess I, I flew back south right before Ole Miss LSU, and uh, I hadn't really. I really don't know the answer to that, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just know that New York. Look, I'm, everybody. I hope people have been following Dave Portnoy and this barstool fund. It's now raised over nine million dollars to support yep. small businesses in America. I mean, to think. Look, we obviously. I'm not going to go political. I never do. But let's just say I feel very sorry for the world class restaurants that live in that are in New York to have no indoor dining when it's 20 degrees outside. You can use common sense and know that's not going to be good for business. And so I, I salute Dave and it's, it's awesome uh, to work for a company that's just trying to help when people are going, when businesses are going through such tough times. Well, I look forward to coming up to New York and visiting you and really showing them how two obnoxious bins from Ole Miss <laughs> act in New York together. That's going to be fun. I look forward to that day too. And I, I, like I said, I think, you know, keep the positive attitude going to 2021 and, and hopefully things will slowly start getting better in spring and summer. And, you know, there's also a rumor, a lot of talk up at the Barstool office about a big Barstool trip to the Grove next year. And, uh, you know, even Uh-oh. Dave mentioned he's got to make it to the Grove. And so, you know, to be continued. But, boy, could be a lot of fun if we have the Barstool football show up there on the stage in the Grove and Barstool Grove tent. Man, there's a lot, a lot of potential there. So uh, I'm really pushing for that hard behind the scenes. And maybe we'll get our buddy Martin Zettner to come with me to New York and we'll just have a big – deal of it big show of it oh man certainly and uh yeah he our, our good mutual friend martin uh you know he's actually he actually did it right he's in Tulum, mexico for new year's so he, he him and his wife won that yeah, yeah. i could have predicted <laughs> if anybody was still going to celebrate z was going to celebrate oh uh, yeah that's a fact man yeah. they uh they, we had a great of uh, that he's part of the great old miss new orleans crew that i was part of for a while uh they they post-college that was a crew that they still got a few of them down there they certainly know how to be, have a big time and they're all uh, big, I've been big supporters of my Barstool, for sure. He's Ben Mintz at Barstool Mincy on Twitter. Check him out at BarstoolSports.com. He's the resident Ole Miss hype man, I guess, now. That's kind of the role. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. We'll talk again. Look, man, somebody's got to do it. I'll say this. The Ole Miss – yeah, thank you again for having me, Ben, and uh, y'all be on the lookout for some more Ole Miss hype stuff coming very soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early – so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.